I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper and spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect! perfect mode and first i gotta start by saying that we love y'all we're grateful for the, the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts and the way that we see life hopefully and helping you realize that you are perfect and the reason why i can say that unapologetically is because i know that you are one of one numero uno and cannot be duplicated and the only way that you would think that you're not perfect is if you're looking at somebody else and you're saying hey that's that's that's, that's better than what i got but guess what you are type two and you know you know of course it's yours truly troy washington your friendly neighborhood realtor and i have my boy jay clay spiritual rapper and teacher and we're about to get on here today and talk about rediscovering what gives you automatic joy what up jay what up shout out to another perfect day with all the perfect people in perfect land all that yeah man <laughs> feeling, <laughs> feeling good uh ready to talk about this joy topic because i need it i i need i need to rediscover what brings me automatic it was one of those weeks it was like man i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not fully in my joy and i am ready to be so yeah i'm i'm excited about this so you know before we get in this so shouts out to my girl angela she says mm -hmm. what up good day to you both good day to you i hope you have all the successes that you're looking for today you know, I talked to you earlier today, so, you know, you know, let's make it happen. Um, but, you know, just to get into it, um, when I first saw the, the, the actual topic, I like a lot of things went through my head and it made me think about my week, of course, and, and things that made me remember. But before I go there, I want to know what were you thinking when you came to this, you know, this topic? Well, actually, you know, this is the this is the. Oh, this was community week. Well, like, right, right. Well, they get to pick. And shout out to Loretta. She came up with this topic, and she was like, "Yeah, y'all should definitely talk about this on Perfect Mode." And there was, there was no, um, what do you call it, resistance. I was like, "Yes, this needs to be talked about," because I, I want to know for myself, like, what, how, what is the process for rediscovering that, and and so we can be in it all. Like again, why wouldn't we want to be in it all the time? So. With that being said, so again, shout out to Loretta. I'm, and I'm going to tell you, um, again, so I told you when I first read it, the first thing that came to my mind was, how do I rediscover something? How how can I even, you know, how can I even see this? And the, the funniest thing was I thought about during this week when I had lows. I won't say that I was necessarily down or anything, but I was kind of just kind of like even kill. Like I wasn't either high nor low, right? And, you know, in that, you 
you kind of want to get to the top of the hill at the end of the day, right? Like, I want to be feeling like, uh, you know, walking around with a smile. And the craziest part, I was having a conversation with somebody who I would not name. And they were telling me um, some of the things that they were going through. And then in the conversation, they were just like, you know, thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you can see that talking through the struggle and then realizing the end point there was a joy even just just getting to the end of the conversation. But the cool part for me was what I realized is when she said, thank God, like while she was talking about the struggle and then she said it, it made me say, thank God too, right? Now this is what's crazy. When I said it, I might've been saying it because she was saying it, but I also started to think about all the things that I was grateful for along the way. And so, you know, the, the big aha for me when it came to rediscovering what gives you automatic joy, number one was being able to witness other people have true love or true joy. Like being able to take part in it with them and being able to redirect that energy or that focus back to me. And that was just one of the big highlights that came when I first thought about this. But go ahead, bro. Yeah. And and I, I love that because that, that is true. Like it, it's something about seeing yeah, just somebody have those those aha moments, those that the moments of letting go where they, they let go of what they thought they were or what their situation was, and they, they can appreciate it from a new light. They see it from a new perspective, and it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And funny enough, I had a I had a couple of instances this week where I recognized I wasn't in my highest joy, and I started to do something about it, and it quickly changed. And like that's and and I know this, and this is the thing, I I, I know this, but Sometimes it takes me a little while to remember that I know this. So for for instance, um, earlier this week, I, I, let's say I had three categories of things. I had some stuff that I wanted to do, I couldn't wait to do. I had some stuff that I should be doing, and then I had some stuff that I felt I had to absolutely do. And I, I, I was miserable, because I was just like, man, I don't feel like doing none of this. And I, I, I was procrastinating, even to the last second of the things I thought I had to do. And so I was like, man, forget this. Take my own advice. Do the joyful thing. Do what I want to do. Did what I wanted to do. Uh, I had so much energy that I breezed through the thing that I, I felt I had to do. And then the thing that I should be doing, I found a way to, to save time in that by leaps and bounds, by like just by a lot. And it, it and other times it, it just keeps coming, coming up. Just choose joy, choose joy. It's going to work out. Choose joy. Don't be afraid to choose joy. And a lot of it, a lot of that automaticness is our choice. We just don't realize. So it's a fine line in all of this for me. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. So number one, there's a fine line for me when it comes to witnessing somebody else's joy. Like then that's why I said true love and joy, because, Sometimes when you're witnessing somebody else's joy, you can somewhat get caught up in it and feel like you're lacking somewhere. Like, oh, now I need to do this or I'm not doing this. And now because I don't feel this way, I'm lacking and I, I will, you can get down on yourself. And so the, the reason why I said that's the reason why I point out that is a fine line, because I've, I've been there. Like why I witness somebody and then I felt like I should be doing what they're doing in order for me to be happy. Right. But again, the thing that I point back out is that in me hearing the story, it drew me back to my life and what I was thankful for or what I was happy about. But then on the same note, when I say it's a fine line with what you were talking about, 
is that like it, it's it's funny that we think of thing like you don't have to do anything. Nobody like there's there's nothing that you have to do. Like you know when you say should or want, like everything that comes into your brain is something that you want to do some way, form, or fashion, whether it's now or later, right? But then the trick that we play on ourselves is, well, I don't want to do it now. And now because I don't want to do it now, I need to feel bad about that much, right? And now we get to label it with all of these things like procrastination. Now, again, I'm, I know there's a difference when there is something that you're doing tied to somebody else. So like if me and you have a project and we have a date of, you know, tomorrow and you wait till tomorrow to do it, you will say that it's procrastination. But if, for me, if it's done, I never knew that you procrastinated. Right. And so it's just it's, it's funny how we trick ourselves. But then in that now we get to move away from joy and and we're making ourselves think that we're doing things that we don't necessarily want to do. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and that was it exactly like what I felt I had to do. It was tied to some some other people. And the thing is, like, let's say I did slip the deadline. Nobody would have been tripping. It, it wasn't like it's this hard-coded thing. But just in my mind, I was letting it dictate so much of my energy just because I, I really – it's not that I didn't feel like doing it. I wanted to do what I wanted to do more. Like, it was it was something new that I was excited about. Like, oh, yeah, I got to I gotta do this. But in my mind, it's like, okay, I got to finish this first. Then if I have time, I'll do the joyful thing. And it, it got to – like I'm put it like this. I'm so used to being joyful now, which I'm I'm so grateful for and happy about that. That would have just been too long to not be jo be joyful that I had no choice but to follow my joy first. And that wasn't always the case because before I had the opposite momentum where I was so used to prolonging my joy that I might as well do the hard thing first uh, and, and power through it. And, and me talking through this now, I just realized that, that wow, I'm, I'm on the, the flip side of that, which is good. And I'm going in the direction of just that, that endless joy. So, yeah. But, but what's even funnier about that to me, well, before I, well, let me say this spot so I don't forget. The, the funnier thing to me about that is that even when you choose to do the hard thing, again, it's something that you wanted to do anyway, right? But no matter when you chose to do it, the accomplishment of that brings you an enormous amount of joy because now you feel like you've done something that was like impossible in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. but let's read what Loretta said. She said, yeah, sometimes we can ride off of the vibrations of doing what we love first and then other tasks come easily. True. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. go ahead, Jay. Yeah, right. And that's exactly what I was going to say to what you said. Like, if I, if, if I would have did the hard task first, it would have been something I had to power through. It probably would have took all my willpower um, and I probably wouldn't have been able to do it joyfully. But because I did the joyful thing first, when I did do that task, it was joy involved. It was love involved. And I, and I knew why I wanted to have it done uh, in the first place. But it was it, it was difficult to see that in a way when I was letting the, the responsibility of it all cloud my judgment. And, and so so and and. To me, that's the key for myself anyway, right? Like trying to re remove the weight of the responsibility or the, the challenge of it all. Because again, when I use <clears throat> running as an example, you know, one of the things that I loved about running early in the day, because in my mind, it's something that's so hard to do now. Again, in the grand scheme of things, that mug is really not hard, right? 
But when I get on and I get into it and I get to my run and I get done now, everything else in the day seems easy because I've removed whatever I felt like was a challenge. But to the point of running, when I'm doing it, no matter how challenging it is, I always tend to find joy along the journey, right? And so to me, that's the mindset, you know, so, 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 so two things here. Sometimes we never give things the opportunity to, to be joy, joyful, right? Because we've already deemed whatever the process of it is, is too hard. So when we talk about rediscovering what gives you automatic joy, like the thing that takes automatic joy away is by, you know, looking at a picture from a skewed viewpoint, like making it bigger than what it truly is or harder than what it truly is. And so now you you cannot discover the joy. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Let me let me read what uh, Angela said. And I, I agree with you, by the way. Um, Angela said, what helps me maintain my joy is by not labeling the things I do and just do them because I know it needs to be done. And yeah, I... Uh, I tried. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I did try that, and and that, that works for me sometimes. I think what it was for me in this particular instance was I really wanted to do what I really wanted to do, but I wasn't allowing myself to. And and it, it, it just sounds stupid me saying it out loud. Like, why wouldn't you do what you want to do? Like, you that's why you live your life. That's why you set your life up the way you set it up so that you can do what you want to do. And I, again, like I let that overshadow I, because I was thinking about that, that I couldn't, I didn't let go. I didn't let go of that. So I couldn't see that while I was doing the thing that I felt I, I needed to do. But normally that, that does work for me. I want to, I want to touch on one other thing that she said. Let's, I'm going to bring it right back up real quick. She said, so not labeling it. That's one piece, right? But the second piece is just doing them because I know it needs to be done. And that's the part that makes it hard. Because we, and, that, and that's the part that I'm trying to say, like nothing has to be done. Like the, 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 the thought of saying something, again, now again, when you're tied to somebody else, I get it, right? But if you're not tied to anybody else, nothing has to be done. It's now it becomes just a choice. And if you can remove that thought process of it has to be done, now you can look at it from a different standpoint. So removing the label and then saying it has to be done away. Now, what's in front of me? Do I want to do this right now? Okay, now that I'm doing this, how can how what's fun about it? Now you can look at it from an objective uh, perspective and figure out what's fun. Like I said, whenever I'm running, before I start running, the thought process of knowing I have to run today makes it extremely hard every single no matter how many times i do it if i say to myself i gotta do it today there is something that just literally there's a weight that literally just hangs down on me but the thing is when i just say i'm just gonna get up and just do this mud and i just start running while i'm running my mind goes a million different places like i expand beyond anything that i could ever imagine and now i'm not even thinking about having to run i'm thinking about other, like i actually can start working while i'm running because now I'm not limited to that weight that was on me. Go, uh, I know you want to read the next one, Jay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, Angela said, when you label things, you give life to that label. If you label it hard, then you just created a hard situation. So true. And yeah. to that, so, okay, I, I, I want to go back to, to what you said too, which, which kind of goes together. I agree that when, yeah, 
I, I forgot my original example, so I, I'll go I'm ahead sorry. and use running. Oh, there we go. Okay, I got it. Never mind. I remember. So let's say I want to start a new project. And this is a project that I'm, I'm enthusiastic about. Like, I'm happy to do it. I can't wait to try it. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's not even about that for me. Is in the moment, this is going to be fun. I try to tell myself every time, Jelani, J. Clay, listen, you don't have to do what you're about to do. You don't have to do it. Once you start, a whole new list of to-do items are about to come. Right now, you, you're, you're free. Your, your, your time is open. You can you can use it to do this fun thing, but you know how you normally get. You, you jump in and then you see all the things that need to be done, and then you get overwhelmed when you can't do them in the time that you want to do them in. And I have to remind myself that on a regular basis. I'm, again, I'm getting better, and I agree like what Angela said, when you when you see it as hard or like you said, you see it as a need, that just adds a whole extra layer that just of weight that is just heavy. Like, ah, I can't I can't breathe until I finish this. I can't breathe. But really, you can just let it go completely and then just pick it up when you're ready to pick it up. So I'm going to touch on also the labeling as well. And again, you know, so so I guess kind of just to give us a point of, of a middle point right now. Like when we when we talk about rediscovering what gives you automatic joy, like the way to hide it is by adding more weight to something that you're doing. Like remove the weight from what you're doing so that way you can rediscover the joy in the things that you do. Because the reality of it is everything that we choose to do, we should have joy in it. Like, or why else would we choose? Like there was something that we thought that made us decide that we wanted to do this to push us to, to move toward there, right? So I'm going to use me and real estate as an example, right? So I have been slowly building up my real estate brokerage, right? Now, before I was a broker, I worked at Chase. I was a manager for years. I know how an onboarding process works. Not only do I know, I also know how easy the process can be. Like, I, I know it because I've done it before. But prior to me starting to get agents, the thing that I thought was, man, I need to come with an onboarding process. It's going to be so tedious. It's going to be so hard. Like, and again, um, mind you, and, it, and it, it just goes to show you the trick that we play on ourselves. I'm telling you about a process that I've done. I've done for years and I've, I've mastered it while I was doing it. And now since I'm starting over and I'm doing it for myself, I created a weight that I don't necessarily even need to create. So this entire time, that I'm slowly building this brokerage, I've been so resistant to creating this um, this onboarding process, which is really just steps so that way it's, it's, it's repetitive and easy for me to do every single time. So what happens is I relinquish the thought process of that. And, it, and it's, it's crazy as it is for this show today, before we started the show, I walked off in here to the studio and I got on and then I just typed on my, I didn't even think about it. I just typed on my uh, keyboard, uh, realist, realize realty onboarding process. Step one, boom. Step two, step three. I went all the way down to step twelve, and then I was like, "What took you so long?" You know what I'm saying? Now, all the time that I'm doing it, this is what's crazy. I'm smiling while I'm doing it, not because I'm necessarily. I want to say that I'm. I have a, an immense amount of joy about it, but because there was happiness that I was doing it, and then there was also like a joke that was running within myself, like, "Really, dog." Really, you took this long just to type this up? 
and and, and it was it, it just it just it just blows my mind because the reality is that's how we do a lot of things. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about that too, like switching mindsets because um, many might not realize this, but sometimes it's it's hard to do one form of creation while you're in a, a working mindset or, but I mean, even though working is creation too, in, in some ways, but like, I, I can't, I can't mix a song in the same frame of mind that I'm writing the song and it's, it's a difference. So this morning, Sundays, I usually play basketball. Some things happen. I wasn't able to play today. So I was like, Oh, cool. I get to have a, a, a real rest day. I haven't had a real rest day in a, in a long while. Uh, so in that frame of mind, it's almost time to do perfect mode. And I love doing perfect mode, but I'm in that I'm just chilling frame of mind. So I was like, shoot, I, I can't I can't go on perfect mode like, hey, y'all, what's happening? So I was like, let me meditate. I just went. I sat quietly. It Again, I, it probably was two minutes, not even that. And that mindset just drifted away. And I was able to attach a new mindset that I wanted, which was the one perfect for perfect mode. And. Again, two minutes. Again, it might even took a minute, but we forget that we can just let go completely. We can just close our minds. We can we can close our eyes, deep breathe, and just let go of it all. And then we can assume whatever form we need to do whatever it is we need to do. So look, bro, I don't even want to speak about it, but I got to speak about it because we're speaking about it, right? It's the mindset that you're talking about is, is it like, that letting okay so number one i mentioned to you in apollo that you know the people in my in my crib were feeling a certain type of way this week right and i told you that my stomach had been cramping this week right even this morning my stomach was like uh you know it's crazy right so the 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 the, the craziest thing about it again i told you i came in here i typed up the the uh the onboarding process and still there. Now I didn't have to turn it on for perfect mode, but the reality of it is I love perfect mode as much as you. So this is why that joy and that love when you, when you find it in the things, it can change everything for you. My, like it hasn't even been a thought, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't even, it is, it's, it's not affecting me is what I would say as it has been prior to me joining. And the reality of it is, you're right, because there is so much joy in the thing that we're doing, you can't even recognize anything else-wise. The other thing that it brings to my attention is, whenever, you know, I always go back to when me and you used to go out and actually sell CDs hand-to-hand, like when we were out promoting music. And the average person would not be able to go the, the amount of time that we were going, not eating, and just it essentially was literally manual labor, physical labor, like for hours. But the thing that we never thought about was those things. It never hindered us from continuing to go because we were having so much fun doing what we were doing. And before you know it, at the end of the day, I was like, dang, oh, we haven't even ate today. You ready to go eat? And that's how it works. But again, a part of that is the average person would have looked at what we did with selling CDs as hard and they wouldn't want to do it. So therein lies all the resistance that's going to come the entire time you're doing it. And there were people that literally made music with us that couldn't do it. They did not want to do it. And so, like, imagine we all trying to achieve the same goal, but our mentalities were, we're going to, like, 
this was it was purposeful i don't know if you remember we about to have fun doing this and so because we made that decision everything else kind of flew by the wayside and i think when it comes to rediscovering what gives you automatic joy it's a choice too sometimes you got to look at these things and be like i'm going to have fun doing this for sure go ahead jay and, and, and something else clicked in your story which is like an, an indicator just for me personally that i've recognized this before but i i don't always take it into consideration so you mentioned that we didn't eat right and uh me and you we've done three-day fast before like i think in 2020 we did almost every month or if not every month that year um a three-day water fast and even some of those were harder or or easier depending on the intention we set but check this out the same way that we weren't eating during that because we were having so much fun is the same way that if I'm doing something music related or, or something just this is that fun. I, I, re I really don't care about eating at all. Like it doesn't matter. I could be as hungry. My stomach could be yelling at me. It doesn't matter. I'm having too much fun. Yet, if I'm not or I'm doing something that I feel like need to do or have to do, like when I had the day job, I was not missing a lunch. Lunch was the greatest moment of my work day. That was all of my joy. And it was like, I got I got to go take this lunch because this this is life. And it, it it's crazy, but like me choosing to eat is a is an indicator if I'm having fun or not. <laughs> That's real. I'm, I'm gonna give you some more examples. So everybody listening, I have an 11 year old son who's about to be 12 in a couple of weeks, and then I have a five year old son, and they both play basketball. And because I'm the coach, they get to practice a lot more than most kids practice, right? Um, but this is the thing that comes to my mind when I think about this, right? So there have been days where maybe I went out and I tell TJ, okay, we're going to shoot 500 shots today. So he'll go out and he'll shoot 500 shots. By the time we're finished shooting, he is like, oh, I'm sore. Like, before we get to the end, he's like, oh, I'm sore. I don't want to shoot no more. My arms hurt. My legs hurt, right? But then there's this game that he likes to play. And he'll be like, okay, Dad. I want to guess. I want to guess the uh, player. So I'll think of a player in my head, right? And then every time he makes, he gets ten free throws. And every time he makes a free throw, I give him a clue. And he has until he shoots his tenth free throw. If he makes it, he I give him a clue. If he misses, he don't get a clue. So by the tenth time he gets to ten, he has to guess who the player is, right? So now, mind you, I never said nothing about this, but I also didn't even recognize it until this moment that we're talking about it, right? Before we started shoot playing the game, he's tired. He doesn't want to shoot no more. But if we're going to play the game, he's like, okay, let's go. And so now all that pain, all that struggle, all that is gone away because now it's something that he de has determined that is going to be fun. But not only that, just to even go a step further, bro, there have been times where he had a hard practice in a day like that, and then we had actual basketball practice that night. And I'm asking him throughout practice, are you feeling good? Are you cool? He's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm sore. And then if I tell them that they get to play five on five or four on four, like an actual game, he's like, let's go. Let's make this money happen. And he, now all of that is gone. So it's just funny that, again, even in the struggle, again, we're, we're choosing to not have joy. Like, it, it, you know, we're, we're choosing that much. But the moment when we decide for it to be joyous because of something that we deem to be fun, everything else goes by the wayside. Go ahead, Jay. I, I love that. Like making a game out of the game, like gamifying it, as they say. And it, it, it does work. I mean, I, I could definitely attest to it. Sometimes playing basketball, I'm, I'm tired. Like I'm 
like we we, we playing. I'm like, I don't have, I don't know if I have much in me. Then somebody talk, starts talking stuff on the other team. I'm instantly in it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. And then we going back and forth, and I, and I have all this this burst of energy all of a sudden. And it's like, well, where was that energy before? And I can't attest to that. Even doing mundane tasks, like if you if you make some kind of game out of it, or, or just some little, even running, you know, being you go running every day, like even in that, on days I don't feel like running. If well, check this out, okay, back check. I told Troy about this uh, last week. There's this lady who um, I've been racing her, but she didn't know it. And <laughs> let's see, like maybe maybe two weeks ago. I, I, okay, how she didn't know it is like there's this this circle at my park. It's about two point three miles. And we passed each other. And I figured, okay, whoever makes it to this point first wins. So she won. She she had beat me. But then, like, uh, I think last week, I was ready. I saw her, said, what's up? Don't hit it. Had the best times I've ever had in that that one loop. And I, I completely destroyed her. She was dusted. She had no idea. But I was way past the point that we would have met. Uh, and she had a funny look. Like, she kind of knew maybe I was racing. But I don't know. It, to me, it was a win, but it, it helped me run better and get one of my best times ever. Now, so I love the whole thought process of it too because I'm finna, I, I feel like merge joy and challenge, right? Because sometimes having a challenge, can, it, it's funny how we can pick and choose though. You know what I, I think about it? Like sometimes it, we say that a challenge is too hard, but sometimes the challenge is going to be fun because a lot of my life, bro, the challenges were made, like, I don't want to say made, but it's what got me to, to be able to do it. Like, I had fun completing the challenges. Like, or just the thought of completing the challenge was going to be fun to me. Like, oh, I know when I get this done, this is going, like, the thought of it was, I, I was just happy about, okay, I don't, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be truly, but I just knew that I had a positive outlook on the outcome that made me want to get done. And that's from a lot of things that we've done from running to, to making music to creating something new. Like, bro, I never, I never, you know, uh, made like, I never cooked stuff in the kitchen at, at some point, you know what I'm saying? And then at some point, like, I thought that it would be fun and I just started making certain things. Like, now before I never wanted to do it, I always thought it was too tedious and too hard. Like, making, making, um, uh, pico right like cutting tomatoes oh my god i hate cutting tomatoes but then when you just slow down and you really just think about the intricate detail of it and then you can appreciate it like you said if you if you appreciate something it appreciates and you can appreciate you know appreciate it it just brings a whole another dynamic to what you're doing go ahead jay when you say that, when I was, I was thinking about something, because I understand, like, we all do. Stuff we don't want to do, stuff we do a million times, sometimes it, it loses that thing. But what if somebody asked us to teach them or 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 mirror us? We would have so much joy in that moment sharing this thing. You would be like, okay, you chop up tomatoes like this. You you gather it, you get some cilantro, maybe some, like, you, you, you'll probably talk about it with such joy but when you're doing it by yourself, you you might just be like lax a little bit, not really recognizing it. And huh, I wonder why that is. Now, so this this example, bro, is funny. <laughs> Again, two boys. 
I get to see stuff like this happen over and over again, right? So again, I'm teaching them both all the time, right? And I'm not talking about what's a challenge for me. I'm talking about what's a challenge for them. But stuff that they do not want to hear from me or stuff that they feel like or they deem is a challenge, they will teach each other to the point where they are aggravated with each other. Like they're always trying to show each other something like this is not how you do it. This is how you do it. Again, you didn't want to do this that way the other day. Like you were, you didn't even want to do this, but now you like not and like even in games, I have I've had to calm my bench down because they're trying to coach from the bench, right? Like you need to go to this fight. When you shoot your hand and go all the way down like that, like it's just it's funny that again, something that we can have so much resistance for, you're right. When you teach it, now there is an enthusiasm behind it. You know what I'm saying? And enthusiasm equates to joy. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, so it almost makes me think like, if we're not teaching someone, are we to act like it in our mind, like we're showing someone how to do this, or like we have an audience that's watching us? Why, why not act like you're showing yourself how to do something? Why not act like you're teaching yourself how to do something? Like taking an appreciation, like this is my practice, so that way I can teach somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the things that it's it's crazy, man. When I was a manager at Chase, one of the things that uh, agents used to always talk to me about, because I was a cool manager, I feel like, anyway, they would always talk to me and say, like, those other managers can't do what we could do, right? And the reason why they would tell me is because they knew that I would always be like, well, shoot, whatever, let's, let's get on this mug and do it. But one of the most happiest times that I had at work was to be on to be able to get on the phone and show them that I could do what they did, but do it better. Like, I could do this and I go hard at it, right? And again, if you had asked me, do you want to just get on the phone and do their job? I would tell you, nah, that's that's hard in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I probably would convey that. But again, the times where I had the most joy was to be able to get back, sit down, and be like, y'all watch this. Watch how, watch how hard your boy go. And there's a, there's a bit of joy in showing that you're um, – proficient or you're skilled at something but you know we don't always want to you know go through that process ourselves go ahead jay so what's funny about this is this is kind of answered something for me but i never know, knew how to put it into words i i feel like i'm my best self when i'm around people that are choosing not to be their best selves. And I feel like I want to show them an example how, of how they can choose to be their best self. But it's like, but but by them not choosing it in the moment helps me to choose it. Um, but also, I mean, if people were to choose it, that'd make it easier too. Cause it's like, man, they've been their best selves. Let me get myself together. But I didn't realize that, yeah, like it, it it's like it serves its own purpose. It feeds itself in a way and it's so true. Um, yeah, shout out to Loretta. She said, it's love. It feels good to extend love. So I'm, I'm going to say this about what you just said, bro. Like, <laughs> it's cold. And the reason why, because you you want to talk about something hitting you, bro. This is this is the craziest part about it, right? You said, I feel like I'm my best self when I'm around people that I feel like are not being their best self. So that way I can allow mine to shine. And in a sense, teach them or show them, not necessarily teach them, but teach them how to be them be their best selves, right? But when you really just think about it, bro, 
the things that we're choosing to do, all of us are that best version of ourselves only all the time. So that way we can do it when we should be being the best version of all of ourselves. Like it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be defined in a sense in itself either. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, the, the crazy part is I know the point that you're making too. Like, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, right? But I can also envision in those moments when you're doing that, that person is doing something completely different, which is the reason why they're not doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might be like, this is how you're supposed to talk. Like, you're supposed to be articulate and you should be, you should project. And like, he's, he's over here, he's showing love and exuding this. But I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And it, it's it's funny that it, it, it's, it's, a crazy, it's crazy, bro. Go ahead. Right. So it, it's twofold because, again, like everything is a mirror. Everyone is a mirror. So Man. if I'm seeing you as not being your best self, well, part of me is not really being my best self. And I'm trying to overcompensate and be my best self. And so and I realized that, too. And it's, it's just interesting, the whole thing. And it's and again, like the, the premise of the show is you you're perfect as you are right now. And, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, like I, I was just, I was being animated based off what you're saying. But just to jump in, though. But that's it. You know, when we talk about rediscovering what gives you automatic joy, like, come on, man, give yourself some credit, right? Like, number one, it's two things. It, it's one thing for us to to find joy when we're teaching people, which it it, it shows that. Look, I put in the time and not only have I put in the time, I want you to be able to be as good as me, too. I want you to be able to be as proficient as me, too. I want you to have the same joy that I maybe have been resistant to even accept myself by just knowing that you have the same skill set that I have too. come come along with me. Right. Like, but at the same time, give yourself some credit that just because I'm not doing it the way that somebody else is doing something or just because I'm not moving or I don't understand it doesn't mean that everything else in me is not shining like a bright light like everything go ahead Jay yeah so okay okay, okay. <laughs> how do I say this this is so cool <laughs> so we can actually use that to our benefit right like let's say we have a friend who is a little down we can ask them a question that we, we do want to know the answer to genuinely, but by us asking them and seeing them as the expert in it, it will invoke something where they would be happy to teach it. And what was cold about it is even this topic, like rediscovering what gives you automatic joy. By us even tapping into it to figure out how to teach this or to figure it out is bringing us a lot of joy to do. And it, it kind of goes into like the questions you ask yourself the answer is in the question, which I, I want to do a separate show on that, but it's it's just interesting, like how much joy it is. So I, I would even ask, you know, those that are watching, list something that 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 does bring you automatic joy automatically. Yeah, and, and, and I and I say this too, like you know, one of the things that um, you said a while ago is it's a mirror, like everything that you're seeing is a mirror image of yourself. So sometimes we will overcompensate. And so that's the reason why I would always say, like, give people credit too. Like, 
point. Like, let them know. Like, when people express themselves or show something to you, let them know they are an expert at doing that. Like, let them know that they are great at doing that. Like, the, there's, there's two things that happen, right? You get joy in uplifting somebody, which you could have just been really telling them the truth because the, the reality of it is nobody is an expert at doing them other than them anyway. It's just how it goes. Um, but I just read what uh, uh, Loretta just said. She says, dance and music. That's something that gives you automatic joy, yeah. right? Um, and, and the oh, challenge... Oh, go ahead, Jack. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you got it. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I love that too because even dance... And we, we talk about this all the time. Even if somebody can't dance, it's it's almost impossible to be angry and dance. I used to make a joke. That was the difference between the 70s and 80s. In the 70s, they pop locking. And then in the 80s, they had a mean face pop locking. But, I mean, you still got joy whether your face is happy or your face is mean. Uh, but, it, it, yeah, it is. I, I feel like it, it's impossible to really, like, let yourself go and dance and be mad. Real talk. Real talk. And I would say... Again, when I when I'm talking about pointing people and giving them credit, like I think that you will also start to give yourself the credit that you you feel like you should have too. Because again, number one, like if you actually give somebody the kind of credit, you will start to say, Well, I'm an expert at giving advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an expert at seeing what's special in somebody. And so when you have that recognition or that you recognize that in yourself, then you can start to say, well, I'm I'm expert at, at recognizing what's special in me. And, and, and you will start to see everything. But I think that since we're looking at people so much, when you're given the opportunity, give a person that credit, uplift them, because now you opened up a door that even if they didn't know that was there, they can move through it and you can move through it as well. And uh, I want to challenge like Loretta, since you are one person that came on and said, you know, that's something that gives you automatic joy. Like how centered is your world around it? You know, and, or, you know, my challenge is to work on making that to be a focal point, no matter what it looks like. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't know what your job is or what you do for a living. It doesn't mean stop doing your job and go dance for a living, but how can you incorporate dancing into your job? How can you incorporate music into your job in a way that you get to live in it all the time? And shouts out to Pops, Robert Clay. He hey. says, I find that if you look for the good in everyone, you will more often than not have a joyful experience. 100. Yeah. And, and I, I love both those. I, I love the challenge of it all, like the things that bring you automatic joy start to see how to incorporate more of it in your life. Like that's, that's, it's so simple. It's so true. And it's, it's, it's like a duh moment, but we don't always do it. And exactly what my dad said too, like when you find the joy in people, it, yeah, it, it makes it easier to be around. It makes it hard to not be around them just because it's, you just, you see the joy. Like I, I've been in many situations that I didn't want to be in. I was like, let me, let me start looking for some joy in this situation or in the people. And it, it happened. Bro, listen to me. Um, two things. There have been people that are in my life that other people want to be around. Now, I'm going to tell you the funniest part about it. I understand, though. Like, I, I really get it because I've been able to sit back and witness 
the kind of energy that they have together. And so when I witness the energy that they have together, I can see how there would be resistance for people to be around them. But the funny part about it is those same people that they don't want to be around when I'm around them, the same energy is not there. And the, the most of the time, the reason why is because I've exalted them in a sense. I've uplifted them to the point where I'm not saying that they have to change around me, but when they're around me, they are just a different kind of way. They're not, again, they're not being any different than they are with anybody else. It's just that the communication or the line of communication that we have with each other where it might be like somebody that says, man, I can't do this, right? With somebody else, they might come and be like, man, I can't do this, but if I put forth this effort, it's just the whole communication. So it changes everything. Yeah. And I, I well, I'm about to, I'm about to answer Loretta's question, but first I, I want to respond to what you said. Uh, I, I think the reason is, you're holding them to the to the positive standard that they want to be at. So it's not like you're giving them something different or new. Like you you see where they how they want to be regarded in a positive way. And I say that because some people in a negative way they're like, man, I wish somebody would. I'm a like that. I would say that's the negative way of how they want to be regarded. But on the positive end, yeah. you're you're like you said, exalting them in that. And so they they meet you there and they they want to stay in it and because they love who they get to be around you and that's that's a beautiful thing and then to loretta's question she said what gives y'all automatic joy you want to go first or no you got you got it you go first. all right um so this is a tough question to answer for it shouldn't be tough but it's it's a number of things man like like it can be music but not all the time it could be like, look what I can do and just do something silly. You can be picking up the leaf. Like one time when I was running, I saw a cool leaf. I picked it up and I was just running with it. I don't know why. It was just a, a cool thing to do. Uh, and it is it's almost it's different from moment to moment. And I guess what I'm trying to get at for me, I'm trying to recognize that 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 joy is not always the same. So don't always try to recreate joy and do the same things, but also be let going enough if that's a word to follow your joy in the midst of things you should or need to be doing okay. so I'm, I'm i'm going to answer but i want to make a comment about you real quick just so that way um to kind of elaborate on what you're saying so for me um jake like like what some of my most memorable moments in my life which is the reason why I still feel like we're tied together today is because of you being you. And what that means is it's, 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 it's grand. It's big. It's not something that's simple, but I laughed when you was like, it could be something as simple as going right. And the reality of it is I've got to see all those different parts of you and I've seen how they made you happy, but not only that, they have brought me joy along the way too, because um, through our series, through our funny, through all of those things that we've done, even even make you being creative in music, every time that you've been able to be you unapologetically and not questioned it, I promise you, I have always been in a place of peace. And it's, it's, it's always been a great thing. Um, but to answer your question for me, Loretta, it's, um, it's what we're doing right now. It's, it's literally what we're doing right now. And it's me using my voice. Like that's, that's how it, and it took me a long time to figure it out. But the thing that the thing that really drove it home for me was when I became a real estate agent. And the reason why is because, again, we started out making music. I was always happy. It didn't matter what we was doing. 
I was ex I was happy. Uh, when we slowed down making music, there was a lull in my life where I was kind of like not either sad nor happy, but I was just kind of here. I didn't feel like I had any purpose in a sense. And then we created these mastermind groups and we were talking in them every day. And people would always ask us like, how can y'all, when do y'all have time where y'all can just get in here and talk to us every single day? And the reality of it was, it was, it was tough for them. But for me, it was no problem because me expressing myself through my voice was everything to me, right? And then we stopped doing that and then we created perfect mode. And in perfect mode, like he said, no matter how I felt today, I was up for it. I'm up for the challenge to express myself and hopefully in, in turn help other people um, get beyond wherever they feel like they are now and want and, and want to grow. Now, this is where real estate drove it home for me. I, I've been working jobs my whole life. Funny thing, I've worked in call centers and I've always been the number one collector or number like I was always anything that had to do with me communicating with people. I was always winning. When I became a realtor, a big part of being a realtor is communicating with people a little bit. And I start to question like, do I really want to do this? Why do I want to do this? How is this going to make sense to me? And along the way, I found out that the times when I had the most fun in real estate was when I was either talking to my agents or somebody that I'm working with or giving some information about real estate online or something, right? And so it kind of just kind of clicked and it was like, my main thing that brings gives me joy is communicating with people, being able to use my voice and not just communicate, but tell you that you are better than you think. And not from the standpoint of me saying that you're not living up to what my expectation is, but I know that everybody that I've been around my entire life has a goal or a dream or an expectation. And my whole makeup in me has been you can get there and that's just how i feel and where it ties to real estate is everybody wants to get a house but most people that i come across feel like they can't get one and i'm telling them you can get there let me show you how so you know for me it's using my voice go ahead jay and, and, I, and I love that too and it, it, it's something i noticed and i i'll share this story uh because I, I don't know if i shared this part of it publicly before in, in regards to you I, I i mean i know i told you before um, so like, again, when, when Troy and I first met, we were in college, we would have beefing labels and things like we would have diss tracks and we met each other. We were like, you cool, you cool, made songs together. And so when I, when I met up with Troy and his people, he had a record label and it was named after him. And he had like 13 artists on the record label. And at the time, you know, money wasn't what it is now. So it, he wasn't necessarily paying them. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Okay, rap is one of the most egotistical things ever. Everybody wants mine. It's it's kind of like saying, like Benny Benny Siegel, for example, if y'all know who that is, might be on a record label called Jay Z Records, but Jay Z wouldn't be on a record label called Benny Siegel Records. Like it is because like it, it says something about it about the the name that you would do. Yet all of these artists followed Troy. They were all right with the record label being named after him. Uh, Supreme, Supreme Records. And that, that had boggled my mind when I first met him. I was like, man, it, there's, there's definitely something special about this dude. And I, I think you you touched on it too. Like you are able to exalt people to that where they they can be the self that they want to be unapologetically because you open that space for them to be that. Uh, and 
yeah, I, I just think that's cool that too, that it also brings you joy to do that. And you use your voice in that way, whether you realize it or not. And like I said, I didn't realize that by myself until real estate, because I was trying to understand why she keep going. But that's the reason why my challenge to Loretta is like, again, I don't know what you do for a living. So just me hypothetically, you know, putting something, let's say if you were a banker, and I'm saying that because I know it would seem kind of strange for a banker to be behind the, you know, the cash register dancing, right? Because one thing is you're going to be thinking to yourself, like, you know, everybody's going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. But the reality of it is you being your best self that way, as long as you're doing your job, it's nothing to say that you can't be back there counting money like one, like two, like, like three, like, and, and the thing, like, people may look at it as different or strange in the beginning, but eventually people, it becomes customary. And now it's expected. There was this one guy, um, we, I, it, there was a gas station that we, uh, in Fort Worth off of Rosedale called uh, Zoom In, right? And this guy used to be there and he would be like literally rapping everything. What's the deal, guy? When he did the job, when the cut up on the fire, right? And so the first time I went there, I was kind of like, "What in the world? You got the chips and the tip to the cut." Like he wasn't rhyming, you know what I'm saying? But the 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 cool part about it was, I always wanted to go back just to see him, just because it was just something that I'd never seen before. Um, and so it's just you couldn't tell me that the man and he wasn't full of joy at least while he was at work. And so when I say start to build your life around the things that bring you joy, that's what I mean. Like, it's no rule that say you can't dance while you're at work. There's no rule that say you can't dance while you're driving. There's no rule that say you can't dance while you're walking through the grocery store. The only boundary or the restrictions are the ones that we put on ourselves because what we think other people might think. And now when you start to put that weight on it, now you it's hard for you to be in that space of, you know, finding your joy. Go ahead, Jay. Yes, speaking of joy and dance, uh, I don't know if y'all if y'all do this, but like in a dressing room when the store be jamming, just be in there, just getting it. But not, but uh, but my my, my question is because I know we we getting close to time is if we had to sum this up like on the like if there were steps, tangible steps somebody can do to recognize their automatic joy, rediscover it. And I say rediscover because we we already know what it is, but we've we've covered it up with these heavy titles and, and things like what, what would that be? I, I think that number one would be to not, not uh, define it. Like don't define something. Don't define. Well, first of all, hold on. Before I say don't define, I think recognizing that there can be joy in everything that you've already decided that you want, because there's nothing that you're thinking about it's not something that you want. Now you, you, you know, you might have waited, you know, differently. But first is recognizing that there's joy in everything that you want, or as you wouldn't have wanted it. Then number two would be not defining it either hard or easy. Not defining it either hard or easy. Just removing that entire thought process process out of it, right? And then you know, I guess three would be just to jump in. Like, just do it. Just do whatever it is. Because I think once you realize that there can be joy, you don't define it as hard, and then you start to do it, what will happen is you will automatically gravitate toward the things that help you to be joyful, 
right? So, um, and then, you know, I, I would say if you do know, like, you know, from the standpoint of what Loretto is saying, once you actually do know what automatically gives you joy, incorporate it into those things. Like, I if, if I said dancing was my deal, like, there's no reason why I can't dance on the treadmill. You know why I know? Because I've seen videos of people dancing on the treadmill. And and I laughed at them. And the reality of it is they having fun doing the exact same thing that I'm doing in the way that's most beneficial to them. So, like, don't be afraid to bring your joy to what you're doing. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> I'm laughing because as kids, we know this secret. We know that we can have fun doing anything. Like, we drink water. We always have a water on the show. But, like... <laughs> we would do that as a kid. Why don't we stop doing that as an adult? I just have fun right now, and that brought me a lot of joy. And it's true what you said. Like every, everything can have joy added to it if we allow it to be. We allow. It. I, I'll say add one other thing that you you actually said uh, as well was like gamify stuff, gamify or challenge. Like when you're tired, if you if you have another game to play. Depending on the challenge, you're gonna be up for it. And again, just making it a game is 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 definitely key. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we 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 on time. So I, I one, I appreciate everyone that joined us today. Uh it, it definitely made for a, a perfect experience. And I'm I'm hyped because I, I do I, I I'm excited to try some of this and do some of this and and live this more uh to yeah, just to be in a state of joy. And if you found this helpful, be sure to hit that share button, like it, heart it, all of that. Uh, join us next week because we're going to be talking about how to develop unwavering faith. Like just, I got all the faith in the world. You can't tell me nothing. I know this is going to be how I intended to be because I intended, like, we're going to talk about all of that. And uh, yeah, just, just appreciate y'all again. Remember, you're a perfect creator, made, you're a perfect cre <laughs> creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. Yeah. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to perfect mode, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher. With my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real. So let's be perfect. Let's be perfect. Let's be perfect. 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 Oh, Everything, anything, anything, anything.